Hello, hello, hello. Good day to you. Welcome to Wake Up to the Word. We are so glad you are joining us here. And uh, it is uh, thank you to the studio audience who uh, does not exist. And uh, we hope that you are keeping up with your Bible reading. This is Thursday, Old Testament Thursday, and you will be reading this on March the 16th. Today is March the 13th when I am recording this. So, hope you got your Bible reading plan uh, as I have got the new ones ready to go for the next quarter, and I will email them out, hopefully today, to those of you who sign up at wakeuptotheword.org. If you sign up at wakeuptotheword.org, you will get the reading plan early. If you go and download it off of the Life Coast website, you'll get it before the quarter starts, but it, it'll it, that'll happen uh, in the last week. It'll happen next, uh, in two weeks, you'll get it just before the month starts. But I'm going to mail it out today, email it out today to you, so you can, if you read ahead, you'll be able to, to get going on that. So uh, it's the next quarter, and uh, I'm debating whether to call it uh, season two, because uh, <laughs> uh, I can I can do my uh, episodes by seasons. I think I'll just keep going and do season two when the when we get uh, next year. We'll do season two. So, <clears throat> so this is episode uh, number twenty one. Episode twenty one, and uh, we've had uh, over five hundred people listen to our podcast. It's actually very close to five fifty. So, um, as this comes out at the end of this week. Um, the 13th, uh, excuse me, the 16th and the 17th, uh, we'll probably cross over 600, uh, um, 600 listeners. So of the podcast. So, uh, that's all because of you guys, you're sharing, you're, you're clicking on, you're listening, you're following. And, uh, if you're not, if you're not following, please follow at Spotify and don't just, uh, open it up and listen, please follow and uh, get it in your list and uh, share it with a friend. Uh, go to wakeuptotheword.org and sign up and you can get the stuff. So if uh, I don't have a lot of stuff yet, but we're getting there, okay? And my coffee for the week is we started a, we got a new variety pack and I'm very excited about this. Uh, I picked this first one. There was two of them. This is my second cup today. Um... Laughing Man Blend. I'd never heard of it, but I thought, you know, that would be perfect. Uh, wrong button. I thought that would be, I thought that would be perfect. Uh, Laughing Man Blend. We get some laughter here, too. So There you go. So, uh, But uh, Laughing Man, I got two different kinds. Earlier today, I did... Uh, what did I do earlier? I did this one earlier. It's called Ducalé's Blend. Ducalé is a medium blend. And they're medium roast, and it was really good. And uh, And this one... Is Colombia Huila? I don't know. Are these Hawaiian? I have no idea. They might be Hawaiian, but it's Laughing Man Blend, and uh, this is a dark roast, but it's it's really good. It's not harsh at all, and this is the dark roast right now. I had the the medium blend earlier, and it was really good. So 
I know, I know. Uh, most of you don't care, but that's okay. I'm just going to keep telling you what coffee I'm drinking. So, uh, very cool. Thanks so much. Um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to get going. We're going to get into the word because there is a lot to talk about. You're reading assignment. You're reading assignment for, for uh, this week. Uh, Old Testament reading is, uh, let, me, let me get there, uh, is uh, Genesis uh, 41 through 48. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. This is all Joseph stuff that's going on here. So let's get right into the word. There you go. We're going to get into it. So uh, chapter 41, uh, Joseph interprets the dream. So uh, uh, just to, uh, when we last left our friends, um, uh, Joseph had interpreted the dreams of the prisoners. And uh, that was last week. Uh, Potiphar, he got uh, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, got put in prison. And uh, so now he's in prison. And two of the inmates in prison, two of the fellow guys with him, uh, uh, had dreams. And Joseph interpreted the dreams. And one of them got hanged, and the other one got his job back. Okay? So now, two years pass. This guy got his job back. Joseph said, the last thing he said to him uh, was is to remember him, right? But the, the cupbearer did not remember Joseph. Two years later, two years later, um, uh, Pharaoh has a dream. And uh, Pharaoh's dream, um, nobody can interpret it. And then at verse 9 of 41, then the chief cupbearer says to Pharaoh, I remember my offenses today. And I go, finally, he remembers. Um, but, and he says, you know, I was restored to my office. Uh, the baker was hanged, but there was a guy who told me about the dream and he, he was in uh, the jail with me. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't help but see that the events of our life, the things that happen in our life, they have connectivity to someone else for the kingdom of God. So whatever your story is, wherever your story leads, whatever your story goes, uh, maybe you weren't in prison interpreting dreams like Joseph, but there are things that happen to you in life that have connectivity. And when the time is right, when someone talks about something and the time is right and something happened in your life, that you can share that will lead people, direct people, nudge people, or show people how God's kingdom operates, how God's kingdom is at work. God is at work here now and for his kingdom. That's the time to show it. And God's going to reveal himself in these things. He's going to show us what's going on. And so just like this cupbearer, two years later, Joseph could have brought it to him right away, but he probably didn't have a dream. But now he has a dream, and now it it leads to something. Now there's an opening. Now there's an opportunity. Now there's a chance for this the Pharaoh to even see that God is great. So <clears throat> that God is real. God is great. So, um, so uh, as the story goes, uh, the the dreams uh, he goes and gets. Uh, Gets um. He goes and gets uh um, Joseph. Sorry, mental block. Um, he goes and gets Joseph and uh, uh, cleans him up, 
gets him dressed, shaved, puts him in front of Pharaoh, and he shares his dreams, and, and, and Joseph can interpret the dreams. And first, there's the, the uh, uh, fat cows come out of the Nile, big, fat, full cows, and then these uh, very decrepit, skinny cows come up behind him, and uh, they consume the cow, but they're, they don't get full. They stay skinny. <clears throat> and so then there's the corn stalks uh, that, that uh, devour up the other corn stalks. And um, so he tells him, so he interprets the dream that you're going to have seven years of plenty. And then you are going to have uh, seven years of famine. But the seven years of famine will be so great that they will consume everything from the seven years of plenty. <coughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> and here's an interesting thing. I never noticed this before. Uh, but uh, uh, a cool note, um, Genesis 41, verse 32. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God and God will shortly bring it about. That's a great tidbit to take from Scripture that, you know, with dreams and visions, for those of you who look into such things or uh, have such things happen to you or are gifted in that way, that doubling, the doubling of the dream, the, the two things are going to happen. And if you recall, Joseph's dream way back when was also double. So it's going to happen. So it doesn't necessarily say what the outcome is going to be, but it's going to say these things are going to happen. There will be seven years of famine, plenty, and there will be seven years of famine. What are you going to do with the information? That's the key right there. What do you do with the information when God gives it to you? So uh, at the end of uh, uh, coming up on verse 34 um, of chapter 41, it says, let Pharaoh proceed um, or, or Pharaoh asks a question. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one fifth of the of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food of those years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for the food in the cities and let them keep it. That food shall be reserved for the land against the seven years of famine that are to occur in the land of Egypt so that the land may not perish through the famine. So, <clears throat> um, and as you know, Joseph gets appointed to that position by Pharaoh. And uh, uh, cool things, a um, couple of things to point out here. Um, this is a this is a financial principle that we grab right out of Scripture. Uh, uh, the the uh, one fifth is twenty percent for those of you who struggle with math, and uh, five fourths of all people struggle with math. So. Um, you, some of you might get that later, so I, I, I'll take I'll take a laugh. So uh, <clears throat> the um, but the twenty percent is uh, is that one fifth, and so our, our our principle here, our our financial principle is during times of plenty, you should be saving twenty percent. When when you know you get that big fat raise, and now you're making more than you need in life. 20% should go into savings. You should always have savings. We get plans for that too, biblically. Uh, 
it should be same as your tithe. You should try to save 10%, uh, but during times of plenty, save 20% for when times are lean. So this is a biblical principle for finances, for for, for your finances all the time. So if you've never heard that, this is where it comes from right here. In Or if you've heard it and didn't know where it came from, here it is right here in Genesis chapter 41, verse 34. So uh, <clears throat> kind of goes with the whole account, but verse 34 is where it gives the, the actual fraction, uh, the percentage. So Joseph rises to power. And here's an interesting thing found out found here uh, in, in uh, verse 46. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So uh, Joseph's 30 years old. He enters service. Now, if you recall, when he had the dream, he was 17. When he got put in the pit, he was 17. When he got sold into, uh, sold by the, by the, uh, People going to Egypt, he gets sold into slavery. He was 17 years old. So then he goes uh, to jail. Uh, he gets bought by Potiphar. He's in Potiphar's home for some time. He's from season. It says he gained trust and got put in charge. And, and then he gained trust and got put in charge. And then he gets goes to jail because of Potiphar's wife. And then he gains trust by the jailer. I would imagine that it took even more time to do that. I've been a, I've been a jailer. I, I know it takes, you don't just trust uh, the people in your charge, the inmates, you just don't trust them. And so, uh, but he gained trust and got put over all the, all the, even the things in the, in the prison. So now it says he's 30 years old when he, when he gets put in the service of Pharaoh. So what does that mean? That means that he's been 23 years in servitude or in prison. The combination. Don't know what the what the split is there, but uh, thirty years, uh, twenty three years he did uh, he did time for. Okay, so, <clears throat> um, so then we get to forty two, and Joseph's brothers go to Egypt, and and they are going to go down there, and uh, because the famine's great in the land, and they have to get down there, so. Uh, now we know that uh, the seven years of plenty have already occurred, all right? The seven years of plenty have happened, and now we're in the famine. And we don't know how many years yet, but we'll find out about that. So uh, Joseph was governor over all the lands. This is verse 6 of chapter 42. He was the one who sold all the people. The land brothers came to bow down before him, and their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them. But he treated them as strangers and spoke roughly to them. In verse 9, And Joseph remembered the dream that he had dreamed of them. So he remembered the dream 30 years before. Remember, we've had seven years of plenty already. And, and uh, he entered service when he was 30. So he had 23 years of service and seven years of plenty now. Now we're into the famine, so uh, he's at least 30 years, and it's, it's actually a little bit more than that, but that's okay. It's, uh, but he remembers this dream, and now his brothers say to him, uh, Joseph remembers the dream, and he says to them, you are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said, uh, no, my lord, your servant have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. We are honest men. Now, Joseph remembered the dream. If Joseph remembered the dream, he certainly remembers what they did when he shared the dream. 
was is that the act of honest men who who fake uh, sell their brother into slavery and then go tell the father that they killed him? Is that the act of honest men? Well, Joseph hears that line. And then down in 19, on the third day, Joseph said to them, "Do the, uh, he's giving them a task. He's t- telling them that they, they, they got to go back. And uh, if you are honest men, let one of your brothers remain confined here and let the rest of you go um, carry the grain, the family to the household and bring your youngest brother back to me. So he says, if you are honest men. So he didn't pick up on that. <clears throat> Joseph is really looking to see, did his brothers change? Did his brothers change at all? Or are they exactly the same as they've always been? Um, they they did not, this is verse 23, they did not know that Joseph understood, oh, it says they talked amongst themselves. Reuben does not say, you know, we, can, we, we can't bring the boy here and, and uh, that would be awful and, and uh, and they and but they they they're talking Hebrew and and Joseph's talking Egyptian. They communicated with a translator. It says that, but he understood what they were saying. They didn't know he understood. So, uh, they go back to Jacob. They go back to their father, and um, he says, "Oh, you can't take the boy. If you take the boy and he gets killed." I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to go to Sheol. And there's the term. We've talked about the term Sheol uh, before. And that's that's that term that uh, means grave. Uh, it means uh, death. It, 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 it means, uh, you know, it, it, it has a, a, a plethora of meaning within underworld, sp- uh, spiritual, evil place. Um, so it's it's got that multifaceted word but in this particular case it just sounds like he's talking about I'm surely going to go to the go to the grave so <clears throat> so uh they return to Egypt Judah makes a bargain with with Jacob and says I, I pledge myself that nothing will happen I pledge that nothing will happen I pledge my life that nothing will happen and and so uh, if you remember, who's the guy? Who's the guy who begged for Joseph's life and said, "Let's sell him to slavery"? Thought he, Judah. Judah's the same guy. So Judah's the one that's pledging his life for his father, and they take they take a they take him back, and they they return, and um, Joseph is still testing them. He takes them and. Um, I'm trying to uh, make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself. Joseph tests his brothers, and he puts a silver cup. He he he, he gets them together, and he's going to send them back. And he puts a silver cup in Benjamin's sack, um, and sends them out. Then sends the guy to go go find them and tell them that something was stolen. And why did you steal it after the kindness? And uh, <clears throat> And so then he throws a little decoy in there. I, I don't know if he thinks that they're believing him, but he says, do you not know that uh, a man like me can indeed practice divination? I think he's trying to give the, uh, the fear of evil in them, that this, uh, this guy's, this guy's going to do evil. And then Judah went up and said, "My, please, please do not kill the boy. And he goes on to explain what it would do to his father. And then at the end of 44... He says, now, therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the boy. Let me stay instead of Benjamin and let the boy go back to his, with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? 
I fear to see the evil that would find my father. So Judas had a change of heart. The very one that sold him out is willing to die for his brother. And it is Benjamin is his full brother. And so now there's a coolest thing that happens here in 45. And it's easy to miss. Real easy to miss. Um, uh, I'll, just, I'll just read this first several uh, verses here. Uh, then Joseph could not control himself. Before all those who stood by him, he cried. Makes everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, and here it is, come near to me, please. And they came near and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me from here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years to go. So he's been there for 30 years he went into service. Seven years of plenty have passed. Two years of famine. Joseph's 39 years old now. So... Uh, if, you, if you haven't picked up on the years, and he uh, and he says, uh, God was for a remnant on the earth, uh, and God sent me before you to preserve you for a remnant on the earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. And so here's another part I want to show you. Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. Interesting word used there. It's called negas. Negas is the word come near, come near. And this word is is often used in an intimate setting. Uh, a, a man, um, an intimate request. A man with a woman usually come come near to me. It's a it's a it's a uh, come near to me like for intimacy. And so it's speculated because this term is used. Joseph used this term that he actually revealed himself because they didn't believe he was Joseph. He revealed himself and showed that he was circumcised. He used this intimate word. And so, um, uh, otherwise, how would they believe him? So they believed him right away because yeah, he, he, he's, he's 39 years old. The last time they saw him, he was 17. How much different do you look from the time you're 17 to the time you're 39? And, and so, yeah, I, I'm sure he looked very, very different. Um, and so... This kind of proof, it, it would have been something that definitely would have, they went, whoa, whoa, this is only, you're a Hebrew, you're, you're Jewish. So um, that's the kind of stuff, this little stuff, this, this that, that looking with Hebrew eyes, putting on your Hebrew glasses and, uh, and, and seeing these things. Um, there was something else I wanted to point out as we get to. I think I missed it. Not sure where it is. Sorry. We'll give you some sound effects just to. Uh... So. So Joseph brings his family to Egypt. They all they all come into Egypt, and uh, 
they they get they they're given the land and uh oh oh that's uh we're coming up on that but that's i think that's next uh oh no no that's that's what i want to look at okay great it's this chapter as we get to um joseph brings his family to egypt uh jacob and joseph are reunited jacob's family settles in goshen they're given a great land pharaoh says give them that land and they, and they get the great land and uh and and Joseph and the and the famine continues, uh, and and he continues to uh, to to do what he's what he's uh, charged to do by Pharaoh. And Joseph has had uh, two sons by an Egyptian woman, and uh, there's an interesting thing that takes place here that that takes place as jo uh, Jacob wants to bless Joseph's sons, who are uh, also half Egyptian. The name's Ephraim and Manasseh. And you may have heard of these words. And um, and, and this is the, the last chapter we're reading in the Old Testament here, in Old Testament Thursday. And he blesses them, but, but he puts his right hand on the younger and his left hand on the older. And you know, we've talked about this before, the firstborn gets the, gets the blessing, gets to be the heir. And, and so... Joseph tells him, crosses his hands and says, no, you get, you've got your hands on the wrong ones. Uh, uh, it's the other way around. Uh, he says uh, that this is the older and that and that's the younger. So um, Ephraim and Manasseh. And so, he, so he, he, he wants to bless them. Well, I got to go to the next page. That's where I wrote it. So he puts Ephraim before Manasseh. And Israel says to Joseph, Behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you. And he will... Oh, sorry. A little verse before that. Uh, this is 48, uh, verse 19. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He said, He also shall become a people, and he also shall be greater. Nevertheless, the younger brother shall be greater than he, and his offspring shall become multitudes of nations. So he blessed them that day. And he says, by you, Israel, will be pronounced blessing, blessing say, God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. Uh, and so um, this is interesting in that this seems to be a pattern that keeps happening. Uh, just like Jacob is younger than Esau and Jacob gets the blessing. And then we had um, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac gets the blessing. Now we have uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, and the younger gets the blessing, gets the, uh, the the blessing, and says that one will serve the other. So we'll be greater than the other. So that's just I, I just love pointing those little things out. This seems to be a pattern with God, and that's just very cool. So now one last thing, and this is a, I got to back up a little bit. In forty eight, uh, you go to fifteen, and. Um, and, and Jacob blesses Joseph and says, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys, and in them let my name be carried on, and the name of my father Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So then this is the blessing, the right hand on the head of Ephraim, and it pleased him. So, <clears throat> but uh, why do I read the blessing? Because the term God and angels are used in 
in back-to-back verses. So the God before whom my fathers Abraham, Isaac walked, that's the God, it's singular because of the context, but Elohim is the word, and we've talked about this, this plural word, singular God, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, again, Elohim, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys. This is Malak, which is the sh- messenger word, and but it's being equated with God. Jacob recognizes this plurality of God, using God twice, angel once, this messenger, that there is this heavenly God and this God that shows up on earth, these two Yahwehs. And uh, this is something that you're going to see throughout Scripture, Old Testament, that ancient Hebrews understood this at least uh, binary reality of, of God. This this two Yahwehs is what they called it. They knew there was a uh, God in heaven that was always in heaven, and they knew that there's God that appeared to them. And so, and for somehow they understood there was a distinction. And uh, the angel of the Lord is often used in that other Yahweh concept. So this is a hint to that, and, and it alludes to that. But I uh, wanted to share it with you because I think it's just a cool thing. So I hope you've enjoyed our uh, Thursday, Old Testament Thursday. And uh, keep drinking your coffee. And remember, laughing man. I don't know. Give it a shot. It's pretty good. <laughs> we hope to see you soon. We got uh, get some applause. Good to see you. And uh, don't worry, as Arnold says, I'll be, back. I'll be back. We'll see you tomorrow for New Testament Friday. Bye-bye.